What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Legends of the Tournament podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Christopherson. Every week on this podcast, I'll be talking to players or people who have lived through the highs and lows of tournament time in college basketball. We'll dive into the specific moments, inside stories, and the thoughts and feelings that they had in the midst of these all-or-nothing games. Tournament time in college basketball is, of course, a special time, and on this podcast, we want to highlight the highs and the lows of that experience. Today on the show, we have Jeff Horner, who is a personal favorite of mine. My favorite college basketball team is the Iowa Hawkeyes, and Jeff Horner was my favorite player as I started watching college basketball as a young kid, about 10, 11 years old. And uh, just as I was destined to love the Iowa Hawkeyes, Jeff Horner was destined to be a Hawkeye as the Mason City, Iowa native was offered a scholarship by then head coach Steve Alford when he was a freshman in high school. Horner verbally committed to the Hawkeyes and never wavered in his dedication to the Hawkeyes, even as he gained more recognition when he was named Mr. Iowa Basketball and a Parade All-American back in 2002. Horner went on to have a very successful four-year run for the Hawkeyes, starting 122 out of 123 games in his time at the University of Iowa. His Hawkeye teams made two NIT tournament appearances, two NCAA tournament appearances, and won a Big Ten Conference tournament his senior year. In fact, Horner earned the Big Ten Tournament Most Outstanding Player Award for that tournament run. Horner earned third-team All-Big Ten twice and was a two-year captain for the Hawkeyes. His 612 assists is still the most in Iowa basketball history, and his 262 three-pointers made is now ranked second to Jordan Bohannon. For his career, he averaged 12.2 points per game and five assists per game. Horner's college career ended in heartbreak, as the Hawkeyes suffered one of the biggest upsets of the 2006 NCAA tournament, losing to number 14-seeded Northwestern State on a three-point shot with .5 seconds left. This moment was one of the most heartbreaking moments of my 11-year-old life up to that point. But anyways, we moved on, and Jeff Horner moved on as he graduated from the University of Iowa. He then spent a few years playing overseas and in then what was called the D-League, before transitioning to coaching, where Horner was an assistant for the University of North Dakota when they made an NCAA tournament appearance back in 2017. Currently, Jeff Horner is now the head coach at Division II Truman State. And now, without further ado, here is my talk with legend of the tournament, Jeff Horner. Jeff, we'll, we'll start with kind of the beginning of your career. The first two years at Iowa uh you guys were, were okay but you weren't good enough to make the ncaa tournament you ended up playing in uh, two different nit tournaments so just kind of curious what the nit experience was like uh, at your time at iowa yeah it was uh you know my first couple of years we had a lot of injuries uh had some guys get in trouble that type of thing and some some people also uh um, you know, they transferred out that type of thing and, and we battled through it, you know, like you said, weren't, weren't quite good enough. We were competitive, uh, you know, for the most part, but, um, just struggled, but, you know, being able to play in the NIT, I think really helped us, uh, for later on. And, you know, my freshman year, we made it almost made it all the way to New York. Uh, you know, I think we got beat on a, on a buzzer beater by, uh, BJ Elder from Georgia tech, um, at our place. So, uh, that was a tough loss for sure. And then, you know, next, the next year we got beat by St. Louis, um, 
I can, we were playing in some weird place. I don't even know where it was. So, um, but we got beat on a buzzer beater there too. And so uh, those experiences were, were interesting um, to say the least, but I think it definitely helped, you know, our team grow um, and, and, you know, definitely wanting to get to the NCAA tournament. And I think we did that, you know, the next two years for sure. Yeah. I mean, made you hungrier to, to, to make it to the NCAA tournament and, and to, you know, pull out those close games that you were, you said you lost on, on a couple of different buzzer beaters there. And, uh, for you guys were pretty young. I mean, your, your class, you know, you talk about a guy like Greg Bruner or, uh, Adam Haluska came in then as a transfer, uh, you know, Mike Henderson, uh, Eric Hansen, all those guys, uh, you guys were pretty young at the time you were a freshman, sophomore, uh, got some good experience. So let's get to the good stuff. The NCAA tournament, uh, well, so actually the first conference tournament uh, I want to get to because in your junior year, uh, you had a real uh, interesting tournament, big time tournament in terms of uh, you had to play Michigan State first. And Michigan State was, you know, I mean, every year they're they're one of the top teams in the country and you go and, and upset them in the quarterfinals. Uh, talk about that game and, and what you guys were thinking going into that one, because you guys are kind of a bubble team at the time. Yeah, for sure. You know, we actually ended up uh, my junior year. Um, I think we were in first place at, at the time, um, you know, in, in the regular season. And then we ended up losing Pierre Pierce for the year. Uh, ended up losing, you know, probably our best player midway through the year. I think we were in first place in the Big Ten going into that point. So, you know, anytime you take your best player off a team, uh, you're going to struggle a little bit. And we, we struggle a little bit, but we, we kind of found a way to get back on track and like you said we were a bubble team and I believe that we played Purdue the very first game um, of my junior year I think it was we beat them and then we went on to play Michigan State so you know back to back you're trying to win four games in four days and and uh, especially playing Michigan State kind of like what you said they kind of they like they love to get out and run and so anytime that you uh, that you play against them you better your transition defense better be really good because um, you know they, they definitely get out and go and and luckily we, we came out on top I think Jack Brownlee missed a missed a free throw um missed the or made the first free throw or no he missed the missed the missed the second free throw uh you know on on accident or whatever and or made the second free throw sorry and they were able to inbound it missed a buzzer beater you know to hopefully get out of there but you know we knew we needed to win that game in order to get the, to the ncaa tournament and uh, we knew our backs were against the wall and you know we had faced adversity pretty much all year long. So it was kind of one of those things where, um, you know, anything that was thrown at us, we, we could handle it. And uh, then obviously, you know, we, we beat Michigan state, which was awesome. Um, you know, they had likes of Kelvin Torbert and Alan Anderson and Paul Davis. And I think Knights was on that team too. And um, kind of funny story, you know, two, two, three years later, when I played my first year overseas, I actually played with uh, Kelvin Torbert over in, in Belgium. And so I kind of gave him a lot of crap about us, us beating him in that, that thing, because they went to the final four that year. So, you know, yeah. it, it was a, it was a lot of fun to be able to kind of be the last team to beat them before they made it to the final four, for sure. When you mentioned that uh, one of my favorite stats from your uh, 2004, 2005 Hawkeye team was that you guys played all four final four teams that season uh, in the regular season of course uh you you played uh, louisville in the maui invitational beat them yep then also played north carolina in the maui championship lost to them they would of course go on to win the national championship 
And then the other two big, uh, the other two final four teams were big 10 teams. So of course you played those guys, you mentioned Michigan state and then that really, really good Illinois team that uh, you almost got a chance to play them in that big 10 ch- tournament championship. But uh, after the aforementioned Michigan state game, uh, you guys suffered yet another buzzer beater loss to uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, tell me about that game. Yeah, it was a, you know, we were, we were definitely tired. There was no doubt about that, but you know, probably a team that you wanted to play on that third day, especially playing after a Michigan state um, was probably a Wisconsin team. They slowed it up a little bit, you know, obviously they were a really good team. I'm not, 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 <laughs> you know, say anything about that, but you know, they slowed it up, they slowed it up a little bit and kind of allowed us to, to hang around and, and be able to catch our breath. But um, you know, obviously after playing two games in two days and that was our third game in three days and playing Michigan state the day before who just, you know, runs the brakes off of people, yeah. um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, we were, we were hanging in there and uh, we had an opportunity. We were, we were really close. Um, you know, if I, if I remember correctly and then, uh, you know, Orlando Tucker hits like a 30 footer bank bank, 30 footer on us to, to beat us. And, um, you know, at that point, we didn't know if we were in the NCAA tournament or not. And so we were a little bit nervous um, as far as that goes. But I think playing, a, you know, a team like Wisconsin and, and um, you know, hanging with them third game in three days and obviously being a team like Michigan State the day before, um, you know, we felt like we had done enough to, to hopefully make it in. And, and obviously we did. Well, you did. And I just wanted to backtrack real quick. I mentioned the Maui Invitational this podcast, we want to talk mostly about the month of March, but I am curious because Maui is kind of one of those premier preseason tournaments and you guys had a heck of a run. I mean, you beat Louisville, beat Texas, and then you end up playing North Carolina. And we talked about how good North Carolina was national champs that season. Uh, just, I, I'd like to know just kind of what that uh, week was like for, for you and, and for the team. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I think that I'm pretty sure that, we had played Western Illinois um, earlier in the week. And then we actually drove to Des Moines after that game. If I can, if I can remember right. And then, um, you know, we flew out, uh, like you said, played Louisville, um, played, played really well, um, you know, had, had a lot of good games. And then, you know, obviously beat Texas who had, uh, you know, likes of Marcus Aldridge and Daniel Gibson, you know, those guys and a couple men, a really good team. So, um, you know, we were fortunate to come out of there. I think we shot the ball pretty well. And, and then obviously, you know, you get to play a team like North Carolina, who I think, I think they ended up having like six guys going in the first round of the NBA draft that year or something like that. So something crazy, um, you know, unfortunately, I think uh, Eric Hansen and, and Greg Bruner got in foul trouble right away in that game. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, having those two guys out against a team like North Carolina, who's extremely athletic and can get to the rim and do a lot of things. It really hurt us. And, uh, you know, so we, uh, we struggled a little bit there. We, we kind of battled, you know, but in the end, we just didn't have enough to, to kind of stay with them. But yeah, I mean, they had an amazing team and obviously, you know, them and Illinois ended up in the national championship game that year. And we almost had Illinois at their place uh, when we played them. So, you know, great team, one of the best backcourts, you know, maybe the big 10 has ever seen and Dee Brown and Darren Williams. So it was just, it was a ton of fun to be able to play against those guys and, and to be able to play that type of competition, but um, it definitely prepared us. Yeah. And, and that, that team, as you mentioned, uh, you guys kind of scrapped all year, came through uh, with a lot of adversity and, and, uh, in the end, then we talked about the Big Ten tournament. You guys are on the bubble. You make it as a 10 seed and unfortunately lose to seven seeded Cincinnati. Uh, 
what what can you remember from that first NCAA tournament game that you played in? Were were you were you nervous? Could you feel kind of the, the nerves getting at you maybe in the first couple of minutes of the game? A little bit, yeah. You know, you're definitely nervous. Um, I, I still remember why we we watched the selection show and in our locker room, and um, you know, when when they came out and said it said that we were playing Cincinnati, I was like, man, that couldn't be a worse matchup for our team. So. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because we, you know, they were, they were extremely athletic. Um, you know, I think James White ended up guarding me. He was a six, seven dude that won the slam dunk contest, you know, and, and I'm just a, a six, three white dude. That's not very athletic. So, um, you know, it, it was kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, Jason Max I think ended up playing for the Pistons, um, big time shot blocker, you know, you know, he made, I, I felt like him and Eric Hicks, you know, made Doug Thomas look a little unathletic and, mm. uh, you know, that's extremely hard to do. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thomas was, uh, end up being the, the sixth man of the year in the conference. The next season is known for his uh, high flying dunks. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So it was, uh, it was, it was tough, you know, we went to that game and, and, uh, we battled, we knew it was going to be a big, uh, you know, a, a, a tough game for us just because, like I said, we didn't match up great with them. Um, and, you know, we didn't shoot the ball that great either that game. So, um, you know, for us to, I thought to, to come away with a win, we were going to have to shoot the ball really well and, and hopefully have them miss some jump shots and, and get, get a lot of stops. And, you know, we just weren't able to do that, but I thought it gave us, you know, some pretty good experience, hopefully for the next year. Um, obviously when you were, you know, when you were going into it. So, uh, but it was a lot of fun and getting able to play in, in Indianapolis and, you know, Nick Lachey is over there at the game. Yeah. so it was uh it was kind of funny to see how small he actually was so <laughs> obviously you see a celebrity and you see those types of things but um it was a lot of fun and Cincinnati was a really good team and they had a lot of really good players well the the season ended kind of on a down note but like you said there was some positives to take back especially since you had basically everybody returning for the next season and uh in the 0506 season you guys had a little more consistency to the season. You you ended up uh, you weren't really on the bubble heading into the Big Ten tournament play, and in that Big Ten tournament, as the I believe the three seed in the Big Ten tournament, uh, you guys went on a run, uh, and you you beat the likes of I believe Michigan State again, Minnesota, and eventually Ohio State for the championship. Uh, what what stood out from that run? For, for Iowa winning uh, yet another Big Ten championship, uh, tournament championship there, uh, the, the third one under Alford, I believe. Yeah, you know, kind of just, just throughout the season, just in general, um, you know, we, we ended up only playing Ohio State once at our place. Um, we ended up beating them and, and they, uh, they ended up getting the one seed in the, in the big 10 tournament. We were a game behind them. And um, I believe we lost to Minnesota that year at Minnesota and they, they weren't, you know, they didn't have the greatest season. And, and, you know, it was one of those games where if we would have won that we, you know, we could have had a chance to win the, the big 10 uh, championship, you know, outright in the regular season. So it was definitely a, a, a tough one for us, but we knew going in, um, you know, that we, we definitely wanted to get another shot at Ohio state because they had won the regular season and, you know, we had beaten them and we wanted to show that, you know, we, we definitely deserve to, to, 
to win the regular season and, and, uh, and get a, get a chance to come back. But, you know, we started off playing Minnesota and Minnesota had played the day before. Um, so we were coming in, uh, we had to buy the first round and, and we came in and, and I thought we, you know, we played pretty well against Minnesota, but they're, you know, they're kind of, they're a little bit of a scary team that obviously beaten us once, you know, during the regular season too. So, uh, we were able to come out and, and get a win there and, then, like you said, we played, ended up playing Michigan State again that that next year or that that next uh, that next day. And you know, Shannon Brown, Maurice Ager, Paul Davis, Knightsville again. We were able to come out with a, with a huge win, and it was kind of a low scoring game, if I if I can remember correctly. I don't think either team really shot the ball very well, but um, it was definitely a fun game to play and kind of a rugged, you know, Big Ten game like normal. Mm, yeah, uh, old then, school Big Ten, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, uh, we actually, we had a chance to, you know, then we got, got to play Ohio state who I think we all, you know, we wanted to play. That's who we wanted to play. We wanted to, you know, beat the the best and, you know, because we thought we were the best. So getting a chance to play Ohio state in the, in the big 10 tournament championship was awesome. And, um, you know, I'll never forget, uh, before the game I had, um, I actually, uh, about, seven games left in the regular season. I fell on a basketball and ended up breaking a couple ribs on the right side of my, on the right side of, of my ribs. And so uh, I was stretching before the Ohio state game and something cracked or something in there. And I couldn't, I couldn't really uh, lift my arm up. And so uh, it was, wow. I was getting a little nervous that I wasn't going to be able to, uh, to play. And then finally the adrenaline, you know, kind of kicked in and uh, ended up getting x-rays after, after the season and found out there, there were two broken ribs there. So it uh, definitely, definitely wouldn't re recommend breaking, breaking any ribs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, interesting. You mentioned that I, I didn't, I didn't know that about uh, the, the ribs and, and going into that game, you ended up winning most outstanding player of the big 10 tournament that year, shot the ball really well. And, uh, and, and I mean, really the starting five and Doug Thomas as well, you got you six really, uh, came together during that big 10 tournament run. And, uh, as, a, a personal, on a personal note, uh, I was at the big 10 tournament that year with my family, one of the best experience sports experiences of my life, uh, to see my team win a championship. I know it wasn't you know, the national championship or anything like that, but big 10 tournament championships still pretty, uh, exciting and, and special. And, and, uh, what was it like, I guess, cutting down the nets? I mean, that was kind of a cool, cool experience, even just as a fan, but, uh, as a player too, it's, it's one of those things you kind of, kind of dream about to win a championship and cut down the nets. Yeah, for sure. I think it was one of those things too, where we had, you know, we just faced a lot of adversity uh, in my time at Iowa. You know, there's a lot of things that happened in the four years that we were there. And um, I think to, to win it in our senior year with everything that had happened, you know, throughout the four years there um, was really, you know, like, oh, we, you know, the hard work paid off, you know, type of thing. And I think that was, that's something that I think in our society, we just, we kind of look for that gratification when, when something good happens. We, you know, we worked extremely hard to get, get to that point. You know, we had a lot of really good guys on that team. Our team chemistry was second to none and we got along. We always hung out on and off the court. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought Mike Henderson, you know, played really well that big 10 tournament too. He was kind of an unsung hero and, um, you know, Bruner had sprained his ankle, I think, the week before the Big Ten tournament, too. And so, you know, he struggled. And then Hulusk had some big games for us in that tournament, too. And, uh, you know, Eric, you know, Hansen's out there blocking shots like he like he normally does. And, you know, Doug's running the floor and getting some dunks. And then, you know, Alex Thompson hits a big three against Ohio State to help us win. 
And so, you know, it was just a big time team effort and, you know, to be able to cut the nets down and in front of our families and being a senior, um, you know, definitely probably wasn't a better moment at, at the University of Iowa than, than that one for sure. Yeah, definitely a, a special moment, especially when you consider then Iowa basketball went through a, a rough period then after after the fact as, as an Iowa fan myself, I, I know all too well. Uh, so that was, that was definitely a moment to kind of hang on to be like, this is what Iowa basketball can be. And, uh, I think, uh, Fran McCaffrey nowadays has got Iowa really on the right track, obviously a, a kind of a preseason top 10 by most, uh, most accounts uh, this season. Um, but, uh, now I got, I got to ask you, and it pains me to say this, uh, but the, um, the NCAA tournament game that you guys played in, you were three seed played 14 seed Northwestern States. And uh, you you fell victim to a Cinderella team, uh, another buzzer beater, and, and I guess that's uh, that's sort of the way it felt like it's it needed to, it maybe uh, was going to end, you know, with all the different buzzer beaters that you guys had uh, gone through in the last uh, couple years before that. But yeah, uh, I I guess what was uh, the feeling during the game? Was there sort of a an uh oh moment? in the game that, that you said, uh, you know, we might lose this game. Yeah. I think, you know, we, I think we were up, uh, I think it was either 14 or 16 points with probably about, uh, I think nine minutes to go. Um, we started off the game really well. Uh, we were playing extremely well. Um, you know, Northwestern state was, I, I think a lot more athletic than what people kind of thought too, as well, you know, just getting up and down the floor, they were extremely scrappy. Uh, physical team too. Obviously, we play in the Big Ten, so we know what physical is all about. But um, you know, they were definitely physical and and, and pretty athletic. Um, and their four man, Clifton Lee, you know, gave us gave us some fits. You know, he was just he he was on that game and and was able to you know do a lot of things for them. And uh, about 16 minutes left, um, you know, I kind of <laughs> we kind of got Bruner and me kind of came out of the game and you know. You know, just to kind of hear Coach Alford saying, hey, we need to get him rest maybe for the next game. And, uh, and you know, one of those hmm. things, is, you know, well, you know, we just played three, ga- three games in three days. I played 40 minutes a game. I was like, this game's not over, you know. So uh, you never want to count your chickens before they're hatched. And, uh, you know, I think Bruner and I ended up going back in when we were only up about seven um, with a little under five minutes to go. And, you know, obviously by that time, team's making a run and it's hard to, to kind of stop that regardless, you know, of, of who comes back in the game or anything like that. And then, you know, it just, you know, came down to the end and we gave him a, a chance to, to win it. You know, like I tell people, if he's probably on the other side of the court, he probably hits the side of the backboard and, and completely mm-hmm. misses everything, you know. Um, it just so happened that, that he was on the right side. A rebound goes over Adam's head. And, you know, I mean, it just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, unfortunately it just stinks, but, um, <laughs> you live with it. We think about it, you know, I'm sure, you know, I know I think about it probably at least once a day. So, um, you know, for you to end your career like that, after you just got done, probably having the highest moment of your, you know, your whole entire athletic career. Um, that's something that's, you know, tough. And, you know, I feel obviously most bad for, you know, the fans who, um, who, you know, were with us and and loved us and, and, you know, and fought for us, that type of thing. When, even when the times were tough, you know, and um, I think people always kind of stayed with us and I can tell you this, nobody was more upset than, than we were, you know, as players. So 
um, it, it was, it was definitely a tough one and just kind of seeing everybody in the locker room, you know, crying and, and, uh, you know, knowing that you played your last, last game at, you know, your childhood dream where you wanted to play your entire life, you know, it was definitely difficult, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, in the end, uh, as you get older and you have your own kids, um, it's one of those things where everything is a life lesson. Um, you know, obviously I had some health issues, you know, this past year too, as well. And so, um, you know, you just kind of find, come to find that there's more than more to life than, than a game, you know, even though I worked my entire life to be great at that game, uh, you know, there's more important things than that. And, uh, it definitely taught us, taught me a, a ton of life lessons that I'll be forever grateful for and, and how to handle adversity. And, and that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I found out at Iowa is just how to deal with that type of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that's a good way to put it. And, and to, to think about, you know, the highest of highs, you know, winning a championship and then to go the next week. And then you have kind of that, that heartbreaker it's, it sums up college basketball in a lot of ways where, you know, especially tournament time where you can have one game and, and you just feel like you're on top of the world next minute, you know, the other team is, is, is celebrating, uh, on the other end and, and it's, it's devastating. So, well, and, uh, that's, and, you know, we win that game and, and who knows what happens after that too. You know, I mean, we kind of had, I felt like we had a good enough team to really make a, a big time run, you know, in the tournament. And, um, but you know, you can also get beat in the first round, you know, anything happens. I mean, you know, finally happened a 16 team, you know, beat a one seed, you know, Virginia a couple of years ago, and then Virginia wins the national championship. So, you know, it just, that's just, like you said, that's college basketball for you. And, uh, you know, no one takes it harder than the players, but, you know, I know the fans are a a very close second for sure. I I wanted to ask you, I've always been curious um, and, you know, let me know if, if, if you want to answer it or not, but so, so coach Steve Alford, you played for, and he had a lot of success in the Big Ten tournament at Iowa. But uh, other than his first, I believe it was his first year or second year at Iowa, other than that, he, he never had much success in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's, is that just more just kind of a luck thing? Or, or do you think there was – I mean, he's a good coach. No, don't get me wrong. But uh, I'm not saying anything about that. But was there – maybe something that now that you look back at it as a coach yourself that you see maybe uh, that you would have done differently or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I I would say it definitely is a a little bit of a luck thing, you know, because like you said, you know, he had very, a lot of success in in the big 10 tournament where, you know, you're in a tournament format, you know, type of thing. And so we prepared for the SLA game, just like we did, you know, for the big 10 tournament game. So, you know, in the end, you know, as a coach, my dad's always told me, you know, your players, players win games, you know? So, I mean, regardless of, you know, who's coaching and that type of thing, um, you know, you can always look back and kind of see things, but in the end of it all, you know, I'm sure we all wish we could have, you know, some of those moments back for sure. But, um, you know, I don't think he, I don't think he handled anything, you know, differently or anything like that than, than he did. Um, You know, just, Unfortunately, I don't, just sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. And, um, you know, but I think he definitely learned probably quite a bit at his time at Iowa. And, uh, you know, when he went to New Mexico and now at Nevada, I think he's probably, you know, turned into a, a probably a different coach and, and um, you know, definitely for the better. And he was definitely, a, you know, pretty, 
pretty decently young coach um, when he came to Iowa too, as well. So, you know, being that young coach in the big 10, you know, you probably feel like you're kind of on top of the world, mm. you know, type of thing. And, um, and, you know, you can, you can be humbled extremely fast in this profession, you know? So uh, my, my first year here at Truman state, you know, I thought we were going to walk in, we we're going to do big things and, you know, injuries happen, this happened. We, we ended up having, you know, finishing one game under 500 and uh, you know fortunately we were able to bounce back the next year and win a conference championship so um, you know it's just basketball is a weird thing I can't I can't explain it but uh, I think if you have teams that work extremely hard and and um, you know give their best effort night in and night out you're probably going to win more often than not. When you talked about the the team went through a lot of adversity and and you know, had some learning experiences along the way. And it's, I, I guess it's the same for a coach, you know, it, the, he learned a lot at Iowa can take it to the next step of his career. Like you said, New Mexico, Nevada, uh, UCLA, those places. Um, so kind of the same, uh, some of the same idea there. And so you mentioned that you're now a coach and you're a coach at head coach at Truman state. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to when you were an assistant at North Dakota and made an NCAA tournament as an assistant coach. What, uh, how was that experience like as a, as a coach rather than a player? Um, it was, a, it was an awesome experience. So we, we actually went out to the big sky. We had won the big sky that year, the regular season, uh, conference championship. And then we ended up, um, we ended up going into the big sky, uh, you know, tournament as the, uh, number one seed. Um, we ended up playing, uh, university of, I'll never forget it because I basically had, uh, the last three scouts of the tournament to try to win it. So I was up until about four or five o'clock in the morning <laughs> the, the night before each game, you know, trying to just make, uh, you know, little changes on, onto the scouts, that type of thing. But, um, you know, I think as being a head coach, at a, you know, or an assistant coach at a division one, when it's your scout, you know, you feel like you're a huge part of it. Not saying that when it's not your scout, you don't, but um, you know, when, when you're assistant coach and you, and you feel like you've, you know, really, really helped out and you're talking through the, you know, the walkthroughs that you're having and the defensive adjustments, that type of thing. Um, you know, just, just knowing that, you know, maybe you said something to, you know, help us get a defensive stop here, or this helped us out throughout the game, you know, forcing making a guy go left instead of right. Um, you know, it's definitely, um, rewarding because you get to see other people's other people succeed you know and, and that being in your players and uh we were just you know we had an awesome awesome group of guys that year and we had some really good guards that i thought you know were probably the best in the conference and um you know they just they did everything that we asked of them and they did everything correctly and you know that goes a long ways for sure but uh you know being able to win the, the big sky conference tournament was was really cool and we flew home the next day at like seven or eight in the morning i'm not sure that we went to sleep that night so um and then we got back and and uh then now now you're preparing to go play arizona you know in the first round of the ncaa tournament which um i still think that we should we should get that that win back after uh watching the scheme on hbo so. yeah. <laughs> yeah no doubt a, no doubt a very uh, uh talented team but yeah there's there's some other deals with with arizona there uh, 182 was the the final score of uh of that game and uh you know to put up 82 on a two seed uh you know pretty pretty uh impressive uh you know gave him a good fight but in the end uh just a little too much i know i, I believe uh lowry markinen was on that team yep. um, in, in the nba with the bulls the top 10 pick uh, a lot of talent there 
but uh, it gave him a good run. And then now with uh, Truman State, have you had any tournament experience there at, at the uh, D2 Truman State? Uh, so my first year, uh, you know, like I, I kind of told you, we struggled a little bit. We ended up going to the, the conference tournament. We ended up being the eighth seed. Um, and then uh, we played the one seed, Lewis, and we got beat there. And, and unfortunately, we didn't get to go into any, you know, tournament experience. And then uh, this past year, my second year, uh, we actually ended up winning, uh, tied for the GLBC cha- regular season championship. Uh, we ended up getting the three seed in, in the uh, in our conference tournament because of a point system that we do. So um, and actually, but actually ended up winning it. So uh, we won that. Um, thought we were going to get to host uh, our regional tournament for the NCAA tournament, but actually ended up getting a second seed, um, which you know was the highest seed that Truman State has had since we've been in the GLBC since um, you know ever. So mm-hmm. it, it was an awesome experience. First time that you know Truman State had had uh, had won the conference tournament and the regular season in the same year. So that was that was pretty cool for our guys. And then um, we actually were on our way to Indianapolis to, to the NCAA regional. And the way B2 works is there's eight regionals. Um, and basically it's eight regionals and there's about three conferences in each region is how it works, three or four. And so they, they basically see the top eight teams from those regions. Um, so you could actually have the number one team in the country, the number two team in the country, in the same exact region wow. and you know they're both not going to make it out of there to the next round so um we actually ended up getting the second seed we were almost the same we were going to indianapolis we were almost three hours out to st louis and we got the call that it, uh the tournament got canceled so mm. because of COVID. so <laughs> you know it was one of those things where you know there's nothing you could really do about it the big ten tournament actually got canceled the day before when hoiberg uh, ended up with influenza A and, and, uh, and I think Iowa was on the court, you know, getting ready to warm up and they, uh, they actually ended up calling the big 10 tournament and then everybody, you know, all the conference tournaments started canceling and everything. And so, um, just kind of stunk because like I said, we had the second seed, we were going to play Ferris state in Indianapolis. And, um, you know, I definitely felt like the way that we were playing, we could have had a chance to, to possibly win a national championship. And, um, you know, so that was just, that was really heartbreaking for our team. And, um, you know, definitely from where we started the year to where we finished, you know, we had definitely made big time improvements and we're playing really well. Mm, yeah. I mean, heartbreaking, uh, of course, that's kind of the, the story of this past year with uh, college basketball that, that right around tournament time is when everything kind of shut down. And so a lot of, a lot of really good teams didn't get a chance to, show their stuff on the national stage, which uh, I know you said uh, you really felt good about your team this past season, but uh, definitely something uh, to, to build off of for sure that last season. So I guess uh, to, to finish things off here, just um, in the coaching profession now, of course, a uh, couple of years now at Truman State, uh, what are you looking forward to as your coaching career progresses? Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of talked about it earlier, but I have two little kids now. I have a six-year-old daughter and and a three-year-old boy. So, um, you know, obviously you want to try to coach at the highest level that you possibly can. And um, I'm no different, but in the same sense, um, you know, I I have my family here in Kirksville, Missouri, which is, you know, a a nice small town, but we've made a ton of friends and, you know, my kids are starting to get into school now, that type of thing. So, I don't necessarily just want to pick my kids up and move them all over the place, that type of thing. And I really like it here. And we've had um, three really good recruiting classes as well. And, you know, leaving the players is obviously, you know, something that 
you know, I think people just think, well, how can coaches just, just leave players, you know, that they recruited that type of thing. But I know for me as a person, um, it's just, that's just devastating, you know, but in the end, you also have to look out for your family a little bit too, and, and try to provide for them. And, you know, not a lot of people understand that when you're going through the process until, you know, you get older and, and you have a job and, uh, uh, you know, a more high paying job comes along <laughs> and, and, you know, and you take that jump. So, um, for me, uh, you know, it's not all about the money. It's, um, it's more about, you know, teaching young men how to become, you know, how to take care of themselves when they, when they get onto the real world and coming back and saying, thank you, coach. You know, that's what means the most to me is, as far as being a coach. And I think if you can do those things, wins will come, um, jobs will come, that type of thing. But, um, you know, whether or not it's a good job, you know, you can, you can be fired in a quick second too in this business. So, uh, you know, I just take, try to take one day at a time and, and hope good things happen. And, and I know that's kind of cliche, but you know, in the end it's, it, it sounds true for me. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, giving me the time today, going through your tournament experience as both a player and a coach and uh, being the first guest on the legends of the tournament podcast. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. I think I think Iowa's got a chance to do some big things this year. So a uh, lot of pressure. A lot of (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening in to the Legends of the Tournament podcast. A reminder that you can follow the show on Twitter at L O T T Podcast. And you can email us at Legends of the Tournament at gmail.com. And thank you to Blue Wire Hustle for hosting the podcast. I'm Ryan Christofferson, and you have been listening to the Legends of the Tournament podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network.